Food Court. The movie podcast where Sean and John and John Mark watch it, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. We've got super special surprise guest Mark Hudson with us. How are you doing, Mark? Having the best day of my life. Thank you for asking. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) I think Mark wins the best Starship Troopers Oscar for coolest background that we've had so far. I mean, Carl Glasscock leaning against a dumpster was cool. Mark's is like, you know, home studio, like, dude chilling in his basement. Serious stuff. Like, that's very cool stuff. He's in the remix studio. He's ready to put the remix to ignition. Ignition's pretty good, but he's he's ready to kick it up a notch. I don't know what the, has anybody heard the original ignition, or is it just the remix to ignition that it's has, like has really been released? Slow, man, it's a lot. Slower is it than slow? You think it is. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it's like Mark, not a fun, fast song in any way. It is. Well, like a, I'll never listen to it. <laughs> may I say respectfully, fuck that. Uh, we. You may notice this, uh, but we are uh, we're ready to talk about a film, and I hope it's okay to say it this early. We're gonna we watch Starship Troopers, and which means, and this is the hardest part, Mark. I told you that this was gonna happen, but this is gonna really fuck your day up. You, if you would, would you uh, summarize the plot of this Paul Verhoeven classic, Starship Troopers, for me? Do you think you can handle that? Yeah. So, like a uh, bunch of uh, futuristic earthlings from the 23rd century graduate <laughs> from high school and uh, they want to they want to become citizens because democracy is dead and the only way you can get ahead in life is through citizenship mm-hmm. these idiots didn't realize that uh their whole world was gonna literally get blown up yeah by, uh arachnids am i saying that right arachnids yes, you are how <laughs> somehow sent uh this meteor to yeah. Earth and blew it up, and oh, and these these uh, who were separated, they when they went on this adventure, uh, find their own journey, fighting these arachnids and come together at the end to destroy the arachnids and ca- more importantly than that, they didn't destroy them all. They captured a brain, bad guy brain, and mm-hmm. then the movie ends with them capturing a brain. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> absolutely true. And there's a co-ed shower scene. Yes. I think yes. It's probably we need to mention that. It's kind of like Metroid, the f- the video game, except totally fascistic. Yes. Giant. It is exactly that. And, and that they don't, that they don't get the cool mother brain voice, which I always <laughs> really liked in the cartoons. Mark, I have to say that was one of the most concise plot descriptions we have ever had on the show. And I guess there probably isn't that much plot in this movie because it's mostly people blowing shit up. But I want to thank you for that. I disagree. This movie. Am I allowed to start talking about the movie? <laughs> yeah, you can start about it at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> One thing. So I don't watch a lot of movies. Second time, like movies I like, I'll, I like it. It's fine. But this is one of the few movies I've probably seen like six or seven times. Oh, yeah. My, my movie career watching. <laughs> and it has a great plot. It's you know, it has great character development, even though mm. like people are really cheese balls. Yes, um, they, they really do grow, and they uh, they do, do they become? <laughs> and uh, 
didn't notice this till today, but I was kind of watching the uh, time on when like the big asteroid sent to destroy Buenos Aires. It's 52 minutes into a two hour movie. So there's 52 minutes of them like being friends and having a life before it's just people being blown up and destroyed. So yeah. almost half the movie is character development. Which You're right. You don't think you watch that movie, you think, oh, it's just a gross slash them up. Furthermore, bug fight. it's character development with like a bunch of like horrendous Melrose Place actors, and yes. the fact that it still works is a real testament to the filmmaking. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, it's like Doogie Howser and a bunch of nine hundred two one zero extras, and I'm somehow like agree everything you said except horrendous. Everything <laughs> else was spot on. <laughs> we're getting were, some, we're getting some action from the. Uh, we're getting some action from uh, Chad Ryden in the uh, in the old Twitch chat. Uh, okay. Let's point out that Denise Richards, for some reason, is not in that shower scene. I mean, it seems like that's what not. they got her for. But you know, no, well, but, she's she's in a different section. She's a p- pilot. She's not with those you're stupid right, grunts. You're right. Who am yeah. I? Who was who, who was I to think that of her Hawaiian movie would eschew plot for nudity? My bad. My bad. <laughs> There's something we should look up. How old was she when that came out? Because that king. Before Wild Things, didn't it? Or most deaf? Yeah, she probably wasn't going. She probably wasn't going super nude until after she'd hooked up with the machine. Charlie, yeah, Charlie. (laughs) Were they together? They were married, man. Oh God, no! I'm sorry. That's why. While while we're asking the. Oh, is that did did she get AIDS from Charlie Sheen? Is that what you're claiming? She went from like one of the most. (laughs) Beautiful young women in Hollywood, to You can't really look her in the eye anymore. Wow. Right. We call that going the full Tara Reed. It's like, you see her in the yeah, Big Lebowski, and you're like, Reed. look at that young ingenue. Perfect virility that I want to smash. Yeah. And then, like, three years later, you're like, she has bits of granite under her skin. and It's horrifying. <laughs> she lived a hard life. Uh, while we're talking in the Twitch chat, let me, let me pose a question to the Twitch chat. I was watching some special features. You can respond throughout the show, but um, the brain bug, as we discussed earlier, was designed brain. by Craig. The brain was dis- uh, designed by Craig Hayes. He was the creature designer, and um, he said that when he designed it, he thought of it as kind of a cross between this famous actor slash director and a giant grub. So if if you can pick it, just let us know if you think uh, whatever kind of big wide famous uh hollywood director slash actor it was uh, and if i forget please let me remind you which famous hollywood actor it was and we can't um, play right because i was you can play i was gonna say like robert townsend uh <laughs> robert townsend. i was gonna say, <laughs> was gonna say uh, harmony corinne <laughs> looks like harmony corinne a little bit it uh, is neither of them oh really Damn. No, it isn't. Josh from Tennessee what? throwing out Marlon Brando. Only directed one film, Josh. The one, it is, that's the pretty close. It is It is pretty close. The Stellar One-Eyed Jacks, a great movie. I've never was seen it. it. I'm uh, sorry. Was it John Ford? It is not John Ford. You're in. You're yeah, getting close to the right had, era, if though. If you had one eye, it would have been John Ford. I mean, it's got to be Orson Welles. It is Orson Welles. Yeah, it I mean, is absolutely Orson, Orson Welles. Orson Welles with a vagina-like fissure for a mouth. I mean, I'm down. I'm here. I'm down with it. It's exactly him. It's crazy that it's him. Do you think but it David looks... Lynch felt ripped off because uh, the beast had a he had the vagina like Fisher mouth beast first. 
Maybe. I mean, I'm sure he was like, you know, well, um, actually, I am the person who uh, puts vaginas on the faces of the people when they're doing things. Mark, well, what were you going to say? <laughs> I don't know. I just Can you just see David Lynch the whole time? Uh, no. <laughs> while we're talking about vagina-like fissures, please join my transcendental meditation cult. That's how I really yes. make my money. Uh, <laughs> Send me a monthly $55 per month, please. And uh, if, if 100,000 people do that, then I can afford to make one more uh, self-produced monkey movie. for It'll be a three-minute movie that will release on Netflix. Uh, so, Mark, I know you've it, seen this movie six times. How many sequels of Starship Troopers have you seen? seen them all except the one that came out in 2017 just because it's really not available anywhere that I know of. And it might be now, but when I'm looking for it. But I've only oh, watched no. the sequels one time, and they're so bad. <sighs> I have not even tried. It seems like they would be miserable. They're so the second one is terrible. The the last of the the third one, there's a kind of a cool fight scene at the end, but okay. if you can get that far. The, I think the thing that kept me away from the sequels uh is because even with Verhoeven, who is one of my favorites, it it almost seems like Starship Troopers could fall apart at any moment like there's there's so much like him like everything getting pulled together and like just right like the acting is a kind of silly but it sort of works because they're portraying sort of a vapid fascist society so it kind of makes sense that they're weird and vapid everything seems very purposeful yes 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 um but i can't imagine anyone else could pull that off other than him right is that possible well, I want to talk. Oh, go ahead. What's weird about these movies, and I'm curious. So, when I used to see Paul Verhoeven movies as a child, and here's the thing that's amazing about Paul Verhoeven, because he's obviously, you look back at it, and I watch these movies now Robocop, Total Recall, this picture, mm-hmm. uh, even Showgirls, and I see all the satirical elements. Yes. Well, I did not see the satirical elements until I was much, much older. And yet, oh, yeah, I still loved all those movies for one reason or another, and some of the sure. reasons might have been a little Pee Wee Hermanish of me. But that's you yes. know, Showgirls had a very profound effect on my pants, uh, you know. <laughs> and this movie, I just thought, you know, Starship Troopers was just a great. It, it went right over my head that this is portraying, you know, uh, our heroes as you know Nazi fetishist. Uh, yes. White colonial supremacists. Like, that wasn't why I liked this movie. I liked this movie because the guy from Major League got shot in a training exercise <laughs> in the face. That's why I liked this movie when I was a kid. But but I think it's kind of beautiful that they work both ways. They work for your snooty film goer that we, that most people end up becoming. And it also works for your, you know, uh, abattoir full of screaming handicapped children that we were in 1997 or whatever yes. that came out. You know, and it also, just, it just works. there's... There's something interesting about the fact that it it does work on all those levels, and it's like okay, even Robo like RoboCop is like sort of trashy, but also sort of high art. And like all of his movies are kind of all of those things, where it's like okay, if you just watch this movie and listen to the rousing music, and you're like, ah, oh, it's cool that these troopers are are killing all those bugs. I sure hate those bugs. 
And then if you get even one level below the surface, you go, oh, no. Yeah. Especially I, watching this, it's surprising to me that it's a pre-9-11 movie because it feels like a post-9-11 movie. It feels like it is explicitly about, like, the way we attacked Iraq and Afghanistan yeah. and, like, the way the way we demonized them. And, I mean, I guess that's how we demonize every enemy of ours, but it feels like so much, like... They're excited that he's afraid, like, oh, yeah, we're going to torture him and, and we're going to put it on TV. It's like, oh, man, this feels like 2003, but it's not. <laughs> between, it's 97. Between the Idiocracy and Paul Verhoeven movies, they predicted every aspect of Trump's America through film. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Uh, Mark, on. you are our honored guest. And okay. because of that, I want to ask you something special. Uh, will you tell us your B-Flam year of the picture? What was your most favorite part of this film? Okay, so John actually alluded to it uh, earlier. So in the training exercise where... Now, I know that actor from Can't Buy Me Love. That's, That's right. where I remember mm-hmm. him. He's, uh, mm-hmm. One of the uh, bad boys in uh, Can't Buy Me Love, <laughs> football player. So, <laughs> the, the part that I just die laughing every time this happens is on the training exercise... His head gets blown off. There's like 36% of his head is gone. Yes. And Johnny Rico yells medic at the top of his <laughs> What's he going to yell? Space hearse? Come on. <laughs> he does yell medic. <laughs> he yells medic. <laughs> it's funny. It's almost like a callback because uh, when they first get to boot camp, that same guy. Uh, yeah. It's his arm ripped off by Zim. Like he breaks his arm. Mm-hmm. Then Zim yells. Yeah. So, I mean, that guy. So that's my favorite. That that's my beef. Did you call that beef gyro lamb? Beef beef lamb gyro. 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 A gyro. A hero of the picture. I was looking on uh, Wikipedia for this here flickerdoodle, and uh, that the lady who shot him in the face. They became married. What? Yeah. They 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 were husband and wife. That's sweet. In real life. Now, in real life. Now, that's a meat cute you can get behind. Right that's there. beautiful. Your yeah. Your mother uh, shot my face off in a Paul Verhoeven uh, <laughs> tome. <laughs> futuristic, proto-futuristic tome that foretold all of these things. Uh, I Sean, think what's yours? I know you probably have 600 of them. I've got 1,000. I'll do one, and then we can spread out from there. Uh, my you do more than one? John gets I like always, seven. I write down notes, and the, and usually it's good movies, so I like write down a bunch of different notes. So a lot of these aren't necessarily my favorite things, but some of them are my favorite things, like this. Um, and this, this one very, seems this obvious. This is a much hot, hallowed segment that we really yeah. stick to the rules with here, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but my number one, very most top Euro, uh, and this is... Probably the most obvious one to me, but I, I have to say it anyway. Um, uh, it's the guy. He's, I don't know, he's just stamping shit when they're trying to become soldiers. Yes. Uh, and he, and he said, he's sitting in the chair and he says, mobile infantry made me the man I am today. And he shakes his hand and you see his robot hand and you're like, oh no. Yeah, you're like, like you're already on the nose. Yeah, you're, you're already like, oh, feeling bad. <laughs> and then he like... Just slides back from the chair, and you see, oh, he's got no legs, too. And you're like, oh, no. Look, Sean. No. I'm Johnny Rico. That was going to be my second favorite part. It's so good. And I'm disappointed in you both, because that's not even the best amputee nubbin moment of the movie. 
because there is a scene where Michael Ironside starts rubbing Denise Richards basically on the titty with his nubbin. Yes. Now uh, that <laughs> that is some Cronenbergian like, body horror. <laughs> he puts a nub right on the shoulder there. Yeah. Um, John. Yes. Before I get into the deep depths of my favorite things, mm-hmm. what what is your next favorite thing, sir? I mean, I just think this is like a Verhoeven like classic to me. Like, I can't yeah. believe this movie exists. Uh, I can't believe that he pulled one over on studios and a society this completely. Mm-hmm. I, it's mm-hmm. like it's like almost a, a miraculous movie. Like, because when they're making RoboCop, for me, like I could see everyone being in on the joke as you're making RoboCop and it sort of sure. has this like incredibly somber, like, you know, picaresque performance by Peter Weller where it's just, you know, but this movie, no, this is a Robert Heinlein, like libertarian ding dong and Rand Bible. Yeah. This yes. is like, there's people who are like, what's your religion? Like Heinlein's my, my religion. <laughs> I mean, this is a, like a, people love this book and love yeah. Robert Heinlein and he was able to just completely throw it in the trash and get away with it and make a yes. Mo- and the the ending of this movie, you can't. I can't believe a movie ends this way. So I guess I'll I guess I'll say the ending of this movie is my favorite yeah. because it's just like, holy fuck, he actually did it. Yeah, he actually made a <laughs> you know because this dude lived through Nazi occupation. He actually made yes. a movie where we are the Nazis rooting for the Nazis. Yes. I mean, it's just an insane, like, brilliant thing by Paul Verhoeven. And uh, I'm glad he got away with it before Showgirls kind of took him down a notch or five. Uh, poor, <laughs> poor Paul. He There's also, I, this is another one of my favorite things about it, but there's a way, and it's pretty insidious, the music sells it so hard. Jerry Goldsmith. Because the music is, like, so, like, like, you're so excited to hear, uh, the beautiful music and uh and the music stays like the theme plays throughout and even in these moments even like when i as an adult finally realized oh no that's a that is just an absolutely an ss outfit he's wearing and uh and he goes he goes it, it it's afraid and people cheer and they play the music <laughs> yeah. and you go oh no what <laughs> it's so we've been killing these things that have feelings and it's and also this is something that like i have noticed in previous viewings but really noticed this time like there's a part halfway through when the guy who's on the video dude like the he's like a reporter he's like uh there, some people are talking about the fact that maybe that we encroached upon their uh space so that they were just defending themselves and everybody's like pissed off they're like no they they fucked our shit up we hate them we're gonna kill every one of them and then like that color is just every other moment of the movie and you're like wait did they did they go in there on purpose to fuck shit up so that they could fuck more shit up? Is that what happened? Mark, is that what happened? That's exactly what happened. Ah, oh, boy. I even wondered, this is really deep conspiracy theory. When I see the meteor, the, the first meteor, I was like, is that a bug meteor? Or is that just a regular-ass meteor that they decided was from the bugs? Did they just... Is it definitely a bug meter? I, I don't know. And before I watched it again today, I was uh, really, because I think about this movie a lot, I'm trying to think, 
did the bugs really attack them, or did they just want their re- prime real estate in the solar system? Yeah. Also, then, when they show the map, like they're so far away, why? Why does it matter that these bugs are in this planet, this shitty desert planet, fucking light years away? <laughs> why do you care? Leave uh, them be. Yeah. Just, just let them be. Okay. Other favorite things. I'm sorry to to say all the favorite things, but I have to. Um, sentence death execution tonight at six. All net, all channels. They force <laughs> you. They force you to watch. They force every person with a phone or a TV on to watch the execution. Oh, I love that shit. That's great. Um, okay, final favorite thing of all. Um, in the do your part, the kids are crushing the yeah. cockroaches with their feet. Great part. And then they cut to, like, their mother or something, and she's just like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's That's insane. Is that their she's teacher? They're at school, I believe. Oh, They're outside of the school. She, she, she had gone full. Crazy woman is there. She had gone full Tim and Eric at that point. <laughs> yes, she's fucking insane. Um, the media breaks are perfect. I mean, it's the same. It's it's the same. One of the guys who wrote RoboCop, so it has a very similar feel to RoboCop. Like the media breaks work in the same way, um, except like. It doesn't quite have the somber feel. Like you mentioned earlier, the RoboCop has like a sadness to it. It has more of a heart. There's more of like a, there's a knight in shining armor underneath it all. <clears throat> yes. There is nothing beneath this but our <laughs> no. own dark hearts. <laughs> and love. <laughs> Mark? This, there's nothing more noble than dying Yes. your citizenship. Yes. So. <laughs> No yes. reason to have any empathy or care for life at all because at the end the best thing you can do is is sacrifice your life for to vote for the yeah. or, for the orkin man yes. <laughs> or to get a license to have babies right yes it, it's, they, a, they, it's amazing that this movie was taken as seriously as it was uh, I went and read some of the reviews and they yes. would try to kind of like. They'd be like, this movie glorifies fascism, or this movie whitewashes um, Brazilian actors and Filipino actors. It's like, well, no shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now you're getting it. (laughs) Yes. It's about a bunch of white people who took over the world. (laughs) Of of course they live in... Casper Van Dien, who can't act to save his life, is a physically perfect aristocratic Hitler Youth specimen. Yes, he's gorgeous. And couldn't be better cast in the role, honestly. And pretty much everybody is perfect for uh, for who they play. I mean, Ironside, obviously, yeah. is just heavenly. Ironside, Clancy, Clancy Brown, and Rue McClanahan oh. from Golden Girls showing up almost, yes. almost take me out of it with their actual skilled performance. <laughs> <laughs> it is a trap that the Yovos fall into. I need Mark. to go back to the constant eye-watering of Denise Richards and uh, Dizzy. I just need their yes. eyes to water at all times. They get very sad at every moment. Yes. Uh, Mark, we've, we've talked about all the things we love about, or some, some of the things. We can return to the things we love about this movie. But we, we have to talk shit about it. It, that's part of the show. We must talk about the low main low man. What is your low main low man, Mark? Please. Okay, so I have two. Yes. So I'll do one. The worst thing about this movie is, spoiler alert, after Dizzy is dead mm-hmm. and they have this the funeral for her, 
was like a she was just like a team. What do you not a team leader? What do you call her? What squad leader? It wasn't like a ranking official. But she was like leader. below the squad and leader, even. And she just made squad leader like right before she was killed. Yeah, they had this like very formal funeral for her. I'm like, half a million people have died out here on this planet. Why are we having this moment for the big climax for for her? Yes, they shoot her off in the space. You can't get in the way of Oliver Hoeven hitting his beats. Man, they did Princess Leia. You know that's where they got that idea. Yes, absolutely. Don't. Search for and, uh, the search for Spock and Dizzy. Send her to the <laughs> send her to the Genesis planet. I think it would have been a better scene if they had like a small funeral where it was just like uh, Johnny Rico and Ace and mm-hmm. uh, Ace, Ace. <laughs> Jake Busey, <laughs> and. Think that they could have made a better scene, and you know, I think the whole purpose of that scene was so he could give that same speech that. Uh, oh yeah, he got in high school. Absolutely. Yes, it's a big callback movie. It is like a big yeah. time. There's so many callbacks. Everything, like everything, is called back. Every major thing is called back. Right. That's this movie that just is, goes, go because ahead, all indoctrinated. Right. That's how you yes. indoctrinate somebody. Then now that's just part of their very natural for him to give those speeches and say those same things uh, on the battlefield that he had learned. Um, he didn't feel like he was ripping anybody off. When the new recruits came in, he gave the same speech to them that Zim mm-hmm. gave him. When It was just like, that was just what you were supposed to do. Yes. You had no free thought. You were just like a robot. I have this yes. rank now and this say. Yeah, it is funny. At some point they're talking about the bugs and they're talking about how they're the perfect soldier because they don't think. And like they're talking about it derisively, but really that's that's what all of our main characters, except for Denise Richards and a uh, smart guy, pilot man, whatever his name is, except for them. The guy from Melrose Place. Yes, Patrick Muldoon. <laughs> uh, Ander. Ander. Xander Barkalow. <laughs> um, apparently, that's what the internet tells me. Um, yeah, but everybody except them is just like some doofus just going in like oh let's kill let's let's kill everybody i mean i get it kill or be killed from above can i say my second worst one too before sean steals yes you should get it in now okay get it in okay so the general that they find in that refrigerator oh um, no i hate that guy really coward he yeah a general should be dead and then he's like this bumbling idiot when he gets out of there yeah, and uh, the point, and then when he dies, the only part I like about that guy is when he he's one of those moth things kills him, and uh, Ace is in the corner and kind of laughs. <laughs> that's the non Coado Coado guy. Yeah, that's that's the guy. Cool. That's the guy who's whose belly is Coado. He also in gets Total a, Recall. He has the uh, super yeah, only- sexy Nightmare on Elm Street two. Uh, uh, BDSM scene. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. They throw they throw various balls at him in Nightmare on Elm Street too. <laughs> seen that movie? I have no recollection of that scene. Uh, if you if you saw it in your adult life, you'd have vivid memories of it because yeah. it is you sexually uh, repress those memories. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because he goes to a leather and bar. I love, every day. <laughs> I love a good leather bar. You know me. Who Sean. doesn't I love a leather? You're a leather daddy. Leather daddy. We that's how we, uh, we all refer to you, John. Low us, low low main us, please. Uh, 
I guess I, I'm going to skip the obvious one, which is Neil Patrick Harris in anything. Um, but <laughs> so I, 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 I think fantastic. I, I, is he though? I can't I like take him. Neil Patrick Harris seriously in any any film role. None. Zero. That's not supposed to. Zero film roles. Just adore uh, I, him. You're probably right, but I still can't. Not even Gone Girl? No, he's terrible in Gone Girl. Worst part. Wow. Worst part. Cold-blooded. Worst part. Cold-blooded. Hot-blooded. Okay. Dies while having sex. Um, but True. for me, I guess I'm the worst part of this because I felt like I remembered a different ending. Did I make that up? Was there ever... I don't know. Was there ever like an ending where Doogie Hauser was more involved? Is this the original ending? Did this ending get... This movie is so weird and hits so many different like well-tread beats that I think I just keep expecting things from other movies to happen. Like he yeah. really gets away with making kind of a like clunky, silly action movie and making it amazing by having it kind of feast on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Verhoeven kind of reminds me like if Steven Spielberg hadn't started to believe his own bullshit and kept his <laughs> sense of humor for his entire career. And like kept, yeah, kept his edge. That's kind of how mm-hmm. Verhoeven makes movies to me because it still has these like really tried and true tropey plots with this big like all these big sweeping moments and you know the mm-hmm. like Dizzy dying is like kind of paint by numbers and the fight for the girls kind of paint by numbers and then you know the Clancy Brown guy getting busted down to private but being the private who saves it all like yeah this movie because it has such weird tropey goodness in this case it i i felt like i expected more from the ending even though i love the ending so much and it was my favorite mm-hmm. part when it does end i'm just kind of like that's it holy yeah shit. <laughs> i mean it is a weird end because it ends i mean they were talking i was listening to the audio commentary with newmeyer and verhoven and um they talked about how like so many of the propaganda movies during world war ii came out in like 43. And so when they ended, they were like, we're going to fight and we're going to win. Cause they had no fucking clue if they were going to win. Right. So they were like in this movie, that's essentially the same thing where it's just like, we're going to win, but they don't fucking know that they're going to win. I mean, they, they got one brain bug. How many brain bugs are there? I have no idea. I'm feeling like there's a lot of pussy mouth brain bugs guys. I, there must be. I mean, there's like a million of the, of the worker bee bugs. There must be more of the brain bugs, right? Call I don't know. Drones, Sean. Complete drones. metaphor. Call oh, drones. shit. They're drones. Uh, I want to talk about my low main. It's and hard. I really like this movie. It's hard to find. It is very hard. Limp Noodle. It's hard to find. I think the... This is... Uh, ugh, I kind of go back and forth about this. Because I think the acting... When I first watched this movie is the thing that I didn't understand about it. I don't know if it's the worst thing, but like the I I think only the second time I watched this movie did I get it. Right. Part of it is like I think you need to watch a few Verhoeven movies before you can begin to get that they're so fucking weird. Like in the same way you watch a De Palma movie once and then like if you watch more you go, "Okay, I'm beginning to understand how he makes movies." I think the first time I watched this I went why are they, is this a TV show? It's like a movie with, but also there's parts that are in a TV show with the actors acting like they're in a TV show. So I think I, I, I don't know if the acting is bad. And I don't know if the acting is bad on purpose. I assume it is because I assume Verhoeven is a genius and he makes all the plans. 
But he's like an idiot savant. Yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> Maybe so. Like, I think he's like a a giant enfant terrible, like toddler, like genius toddler maniac fool. <laughs> yeah. Also, I wonder because like the performances in most of his movies are weird as fuck. Yeah. I mean, even Weller, who I like a whole lot in RoboCop, yeah. is fucking weird. Yes. And, I mean, Arnold is always weird, but Arnold is weird in Total Recall. It's really, only, Basic Instinct is maybe the only movie of his where people are acting like people, I think? Well, I think he casts with a purpose, because he's casting Michael Douglas right after he's had the biggest hit of his career with Fatal Attraction. Yes. And he's, you know, he's totally... This isn't my least favorite thing about Paul Verhoeven, but it is one of the things that makes Paul Verhoeven movies kind of uncomfortable to watch, is all of the males are feckless, dickless, ballless, moron fools. Yes. All of them. And and <laughs> and often sexual predators. Yeah, in every sense they are they are yeah, both prey and predator because they're just but but it's kind but it kind of makes me sad that I uh I see myself in them. <laughs> You're saying that's a bad thing, but I mean, I, I see all the positives. <laughs> you like, like ballless men, Mark? Yeah, pretty much. Mark, I want to talk to you something about something, Mark. Okay, you, but you, you have a thought. Please lay it on me. So the first, okay, so the first time I watched this, you know, I didn't know any of the backstory. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. I just thought it was like they were like as a tribute to, uh, like those. 1950s early 60s matinee movies yeah. and that's why the acting was so bad because that was the exact kind of performances i was seeing was sure yeah. real like the where they superimpose a giant spider yeah oh yeah I, I something too because those were also about like threats that people couldn't understand and like yeah they, like having a faceless threat that they don't understand we just didn't know that in this case the faceless threat was ourselves <laughs> yeah yeah mark but yeah i think um, like bringing up the old ants movies and the old like giant yes. tarantula movies i think i think you're right i think this does harken back to that style of movie where it's completely about something else and i think you're right in that the acting is suitably like poly sue for it like they're just Beautiful stands in beautiful proxies. Yes, you might yeah. be right about that. Uh, I want to talk about how weird this movie is. We've talked a little bit about it. I want to talk with you guys about how strange. So this is, I mean, by all accounts, it is a meant to be a big popcorn blockbuster movie. I mean, it it is got shootings, it's got monsters, it's got tons of effects. It is like a big movie, but. It's fucking, there's lots of weird shit. I mean, there's tons of weird shit. These are the things I wrote down, uh, most weird. Uh, the leading lady, or one of the leading ladies, Denise Richards, uh, vomits. There's a scene of her vomiting, which I can't imagine happens in any other movie where there's a leading lady. Does she vomit? Just the exorcist. They show it. Yeah, it's just the exorcist, yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're playing uh, arena football, and, and uh, Johnny Rico flips through the air like, Four different, five different times. Uh, that's really strange to me, Mark. Um, and uh, at one point, Ironside, when they are inspecting the gaping head wound of a man who's Greatest had his brains all time. <laughs> yes, he puts his fingers into the hole and pulls out goo, and then he says, "John, what does he say?" 
They suck their brains out. <laughs> he should have. It's tasted, amazing. He should have tasted the brain goo. Oh, that's brains. That's definitely brains. <laughs> like one of those cocaine dudes. Man, Xander oh, yeah, that's gets it. Brain. Xander gets the brain drain. That's one of the great kills in cinema. Oh yeah. yes, because you don't think they're going to show it, or you think he's going to get out of it at the last second. Nah. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> he does not get out of it at all. I also like the fact that like there's. A ton of digital effects in this, but there's also some really cool practical shit. Like the the brain drain thing is really cool. Like seeing goo come out of his head and that that moment where his eyes just like go up into his head, you can feel that the suction is like pulling his eyeballs out is really good. Um, there's a moment when Johnny Rico's on the back of one of these tanker bugs and he's getting uh, flipped around, he's trying to hold on for dear life, and he just starts blasting it, and it looks almost like a squash or something to me. Like it's orange inside, and he's blasted inside of this squash, and then he throws the uh, hand grenade in there. I love that part. All of like the close-up stuff is super cool. All of those cool practical effects, I love those. And they show him hanging on to the hole he created, and that bug's spinning him around. He's trying to get his grenade. Yes, that was a really cool-looking scene. Yeah. Like, wait, this looks different than the rest of the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just imagine them putting like a black tarp over a merry-go-round and just spinning it around and say, okay, we're going to try and get this shot here. Oh, yeah. I mean, the me deep in the features. So they had the back of the bug. Okay. So, like, the wide shots are mostly fake, mostly CG. But the close-ups totally. are him hanging out on the back of a thing on top of a truck that they've got a gimbal on and, like, shaking him, and he's just, like, holding on for dear life, trying not to fall off. One thing I remembered from the features that blew my fucking mind, so he's getting his leg fixed uh, in the machine. Oh, God, did we lose Mark? I think we lost Mark, but you just keep going. Oh, I'll just keep talking. (laughs) I I don't know what happened to Mark. Um, We We lost Dizzy! Dizzy! Mark! Um, he's getting his leg fixed, and, um... Medic! Medic! Apparently, he was in that, uh, fucking tank for three days. They had to shoot that scene, that one tiny scene with people, like, knocking on the door and Dizzy kissing the the side of the aquarium. He was in that tank for three days while they were shooting it. Hell yeah, man. A tank full of highlighter fluid? That makes me think of college. (sighs) I just... It just sounds so miserable to me to be in that goddamn thing for so long. John? I forgot what we were talking about. I'm still worried about Mark. I know. What happened to... I, well, especially you know, since in Starship Troopers, there's a moment where they're talking... He's talking to his parents. Yeah. And then they disappear, and we find out later that they have been killed in a firestorm. Has Mark... Is there a terrorist attack Sean, in Antioch, Tennessee? Buenos Aires is gone. <laughs> Mark, no! This is well, I've, I feel well, sad. On the plus side, we don't have to do uh, any sign-offs or social media cues for Mark, but we can give you ours. Uh, if you're not yes. watching our Twitch stream, check it out on twitch.tv uh, slash uh, Food Court Movie Podcast. Where else can they find yes. us online, Sean? Uh, we are at Food Court Cast on Twitter. We're a Food Court Movie Podcast on Instagram, and that's pretty much all of them. But what we most need from you, the the very most important thing, we need are five stars on whatever app you're using to listen to us or watch us, and reviews. 
when people see the reviews, they go, wow, this is very exciting. And I don't know what it is about the algorithm, but the algorithm gets fucking stoked when they see reviews. And they're like, I'm going to show it to other people. Oh, that's how the algorithm talks. I'm going to show it to other people. Let's let everyone. Oh, huh? Mark is Look coming out. back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, he's coming back. He's about to show up. And he, we can let him do all will, his socials will he come potentially. Back? Mark, what happened? He's got no sound. He's muted. <laughs> You're still muted. Oh, my God, I Mark. Think I think Mark just came back like uh, Michael Ironsides. His nubbin is now an uh, electronic <laughs> uh, power vice grip from Army of Darkness. <laughs> <For the, laughs> Next week, we have Jamie Bradley, and we are watching Dead Ringers, which is available oh, shit. on a few different streaming sites. Uh, we're not going to let Mark ever speak again. <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to bid everyone adieu and a bon appetit. Take care. Bon appetit! I still can't hear you, Mark. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs>